Hi, my name is Sean Schiller. That's my friend Chris Ford, aka the Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. And this week, I'm gonna Chris, I'm gonna call it a light surprise. A light surprise? That we had a game trailer and a, a reveal trailer dropped on us for an Avatar the Last Airbender game, and we've not seen it yet, so we're we're gonna live react. Uh not gonna share it on screen, we just gotta oh, pull it up right. on our phones. And we're gonna I watch have. it, we're gonna live oh. react. What's that? I've seen it. So. Uh, well, I, thought, I thought I told you I've, I, I've no, seen no, it. No, 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 no. I'm like, whoops, like, it would have been fine. I'm not intentionally trying oh. to lie to people, but, you know, like, it would have been okay. Uh, we, as a, we as a unit have not seen it, as in all of us have not seen it. As a, as so a collective. Yes. I, uh, I've seen images on Facebook and things, but I've been very careful to avoid videos. So you're getting the true live reaction. Um, I'll have my volume turned up. I'm sure some of it will seep into the microphone here. Not necessarily by design, but uh, Chris, we're not going to watch it right away because, you know, I have to ask you how you're doing first. How you doing, buddy? Fine. You recently went yeah. through a slew of birthdays in your house. Did you and or your family members have good birthdays? Um, wait, did you know about my mom's birthday or something? Was that like it a was, month ago where like you had week? to eat cake for like eight different kids? No, you don't have any oh, kids. Oh, gosh. That was, that was last May. Yeah. Was it May? I've been. Yeah. I guess we've only recorded once between now and May. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about my mom's birthday? <laughs> no, I listen, I didn't know it was your mom's birthday, but uh, you know what? Happy birthday, Chris Ford's mom. Um, she's probably a big fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sat by, I almost, I don't like pitching our, our, our show to people kind of cold, so to speak. But I sat on a plane the other day by a kid who, he had a bag with Dragon Ball Z, like a shopping bag, like an official store shopping bag uh, with Dragon Ball Z on it, like like a licensed shopping bag. Uh, he was watching Avatar on his phone, and there was something else he was doing that was like blatantly like, you should just tell us, like, hey, I got a podcast. But then if I start off the flight that way and it makes him really uncomfortable, I have to sit next to him for several hours. I was like, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, you got to lean into that. Yeah. Savor it. Savor Build I could have pitched it. it at the end of the Delta, for the record, Delta flight. Uh, Delta's lovely. By the way, I agree with John Mulaney on many things, but not on Delta. That's that's several years old. That's changed since then. True. Uh, Chris, we talked a little bit about Tears of the Kingdom. Still playing a ton of it. I don't really have a good reason to bring it up, other than I still just like love it. There's a great a reason to bring it up in this episode, Sean, and I'm going to bring it up a lot. There is a great reason is there? Or, wait, are you meaning in the fact yes. that... Is it because it's a video Absolutely. game? No, because they... Uh, because the Avatar Quest repeats video game was kind of pitched as like, oh, it's going to be like Breath of the Wild, like the same type of cell shading and stuff. So We need it to run on about. the Switch, is what I hear you saying. <laughs> yes. We need it. <laughs> we, how much money do we want to spend... <laughs> Zelda seems to be doing fine. They're not trying to go for amazing graphics. It's not amazing, but it is big. But that's that's different. It's not. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll get into that. Intensity. We'll get. We'll, yeah, 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 we'll yeah, yeah. Get further into that. But yeah, good, good I point. just beat Tears of the Kingdom. Amazing finale. Um, great ending. Probably my favorite ending to a Zelda game. Although the thing I hate about Zelda games is that after you beat the boss, it just 
It just pretends like you didn't do that, and I hate that so much. Oh, like to drop you back into the plus yeah, it just, content, yeah. yeah it I just like, drops you back to right before you beat the balls. I like games. I do like that as a, D, as like a new game plus content or whatever. I do kind of like that, but I kind of like games that give you a choice, and I'm specifically thinking of Dragon Quest Eight. Of it straight up asks you right before the final boss. It's like, are you sure you want to end this game? Right? Like, and it kind of like hints of like, if you go back now, like you've finished the story, but you haven't finished it, finished it. Like, it's letting you have the new game content. I don't, I don't know if I'm describing it very well. I do like it though, because it makes me feel like there's still something to play for. But I would prefer if but I that- haven't like beaten the boss and seen the ending and then get dumped back in right before then. But you can just like I, I like to. I like there to be some finality. I like characters to be like, "Oh, thanks, Link, for defeating that thing, or not defeating it." Or what if nobody has but, any problems uh, for you to solve anymore? <laughs> They're like, "Link, can you? You know what? Never mind. I'll take care of it myself." <laughs> all these problems still exist, even after Link defeats would have defeated Ganondorf. You find a Korok seed, and they're like, "Meh." Yeah. Anyway, don't want to go on that time. That no, 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 right, right. so short. Chris, and, yeah, uh, let's. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're keeping it short today because I'm out of patience for for this weird day. Uh, Chris, let's let's dive into the into the review, and uh, you tell me when, and I'll hit play. Uh, okie dokie. Can I can I do this? Do you still see me? Uh, no, I see a gray screen, but I see your icon that's on fine. the gray screen. Okay, that's fine. Alright, uh... Wait, PlayStation song? Anyway, three, two, one. Play. Oh yeah, there's a strong resemblance there. See? Oh. I just have a feeling. I mean, it looks. I don't know. <laughs> so. It looks. Uh, I don't know how to say this without sounding insulting because it doesn't have to be. It looks good, but like thinner or kind of flatter in Definitely. the characters in the animation than like a Breath of the Wild if we're gonna, you know, compare to something recent. But that doesn't mean it looks bad. It just there's it looks a little less uh, full, a little less intense. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I'm okay. so excited. So I have you go ahead because you're you might be more excited than me. No, no, no. I'm just so excited to see a trailer for the game and mm-hmm. to see it. It like it fits my like my initial reaction is just that it it, it fits. It feels good. What I saw in terms of like a game meeting this world that I love. And what they show me, it fits. Okay. It's my gut reaction. I think it could. I'm not. Um, I'm not enthused. From, I am underwhelmed from okay. this. Wish I was just whelmed, but yeah. I am uh, underwhelmed. <laughs> Can you just be whelmed? Uh, <laughs> that's a whole. That's a whole running joke in Young Justice. Like the yeah. first episode, Robin is like, "Everyone, stay whelmed," and because he, he has this thing about words. Just like if 
if disaster is bad, is Aster good? Because <laughs> usually, and I hear you tell people, everyone, stay Aster. Be in the Aster. We want to keep things at an Aster pace right here. Yeah. Chris, tell uh, me why you so, didn't quite meet the threshold of whelmed. Two things. Well, three things. The first thing might might be the most important thing. The uh, maker of this game is Game Mill, and they also did that Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, and... Kart Racer. Their, their level of... I don't know. Uh, their level, I don't think their level... Mediocre yeah, their All-Star level was, Brawl. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Kart Racer... The All-Star Kart Racers are weird, because the first one is really bad. The second Nick All-Stars Kart Racer is better than you would ever expect. And that's Game Mill. And then I believe, stop me if I'm wrong here, Game Mill is just a publisher, so I put a little less stock than like a repeat developer. Oh, okay. In a repeat publisher. Don't quote, let me look that up actually while I stop interrupting you, but I think Game Mill is just the publisher. Let me check. I interrupted you, I apologize. No, you're fine. Um, so yes, I don't have that much confidence in that developer or whoever. They don't deserve it. They got. <laughs> um, like this isn't going to be a Hogwarts Legacy type of. Yeah. Type of. Dang it! I got monsters on. Anyway, this isn't going to be type of Hogwarts Legacy. Even that critical claim. This feels like those Nintendo those Avatar games that came out on the Wii years ago, uh, for better or worse. Uh, so I'm a little apprehensive on that point. The second thing that makes me a little apprehensive is uh, oh, the fall 2025 date. Oh, I'm sorry, the fall 2023 date. That tells me that if they can make that date, like I feel like this game was just announced like a year or two years ago. And maybe I, I gotta be honest, I kind of forgot about it. It's one of those things that like, oh, yeah, yeah, games come out. Okay, great. Like, yeah. like, so if it was announced like a year and a half ago, maybe they were already developing it for like six months. That's still like two years ago. That's not a lot of time to make a great game. Games, typical, like really great 8 out of 10, even 9 out, nine out of 10, even 8 out of 10 games take like three to five years, even four to five, four to six years to make. Uh, and this doesn't feel like that. Like it's going to come out in the fall, which is in like three to three months. Summer's almost over. We only got like July left. So that tells me that they're not really putting that much into the game. The thing is, though, is that I'll probably still like it because I like the Legend of Core game, and it the Legend of Core game actually I think looks more polished than this does. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it does. Um, yeah, because uh, you know, Platinum Games as a developer just has a good, mm. uh, good development uh, history. I guess I don't. I, it's a very, I'm a very respected developer. Which, Chris, I'm using as a segue to say, so Game Mill is just the publisher, uh, and so it's important to note that while they, you know, that's still. Like, Game Mill having bad taste in games is still, like, a piece of empirical evidence. But the developer is Bam Tang Games, which I'm not familiar with. But for what it's worth, they did make the second kart racer, not the first one. 
They made the second and third kart racer. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Mega Battle, which gets very mediocre reviews, so that's not super helpful. Very mediocre. Uh, this game and some other things I've never heard of. So they're super small developer, at least from what I can see. Um, yeah. So that doesn't inspire a ton of confidence, but just seeing like Kart Racers 2 and not Kart, Kart Racers 1, like uh -huh. I know that there's a person in there that knows a good game. Uh -huh. They did not make All-Star Brawl, for whatever that's worth. And again, not that that game was bad, it just wasn't it's just, it's good neat. or it's interesting. It's more polish. And I feel like this game is probably going to lack the polish. Uh, third, third reason is so I love Tears of the Kingdom. It is in Breath of the Wild. It is proof that you don't need super high graphics to have a beautiful game. But it might be hard to replicate because I'm not seeing the overwhelming beauty. I'm seeing like, oh, that's like a nice image. But like Breath of the Wild is like a beautiful game, and Tears of the Kingdom is a beautiful game. Like, even when you just walk around and you can see every blade of grass, sure, that blade of grass isn't, like, detailed and stuff, like in a PS5 game, but it's beautiful. What it is and is there, I'm not sure I'm getting that here. Textures, you know, producing textures is an intense graphical load. Uh, and think games like Breath of the Wild, like, it's very beautiful and it's very detailed. It lacks those textures, which is probably mm -hmm. what makes it okay to run on the Switch. I'm not tech-savvy enough to know that for true. So if somebody knows better... Let me know, but I believe that that reduction of textures is what gives it that, I'm going to call it slightly cartoonish yeah. look, but it's still very detailed. Yeah. And even though Tears in the Kingdom is kind of cell shaded, the characters still have a warmth and feel about them in the same way that Avatar the show has a warmth feel about, it, even though it's 2D with, of course, they do. You know, Shanley and stuff in there. And the backgrounds have such great depth. Same with Legend of Korra. More so with Legend of Korra. Um, I don't know. Just from this trailer, I think it's a little bit lacking. And then I came with the fourth reason that I was thinking of. Fourth reason is that I don't... I, I think the fast travel system... I'm just... And this is a speculation on part. Um, all the locations seem like... Like, very specific locations. As if you have, like, eight places to go. And so I have a feeling it won't be like a an open world. It'll feel more like a you know, a Super Mario Odyssey where you just like, oh I'm gonna go this place and you just select it. Sort of levels there. within a world that the levels themselves yes. are kinda open. Yes, I feel like it'll be more like that. Which I guess that's whatever, that's fine. It it would take a lot of work to make the type of game that I would absolutely love uh for an Avatar game. And I'm not sure that's to put in here. So well, it's like, whatever, I'll wait until I can get it for like 25 bucks. That's fine. And I, I will probably do the same uh, just because that's how I am. I will agree with your points about halfway. So like okay. the graphically, I really liked what I saw, except for the character models. There's something about the character models that just felt uh -huh. a, a, a little too. I, I, I keep wanting to say flat, but that's not the right term. But there's just not enough. Detail. They feel right unfinished, enough. kind of. Uh, but the rest of the graphics, I kind of liked what I saw. Uh, being the game mill thing, I would say it's a little nerve wracking or game game mill slash bam tang. Like, how big or good can this game be in a year coming from that developer? A little judgmental, but 
I like empirical evidence, and there's not much positive there. I could live with a modest, uh, an Odyssey-style game, especially if that allowed them to make Uh-oh. a good game in a reduced... Like on a reduced budget or reduced time frame, reduced, uh, you know, system demands, and it was still done well. I could live like I'm. I wouldn't hold any grudges about that. Uh, but that's not there again. We'd have to see it, right? Like, okay, it is levels based, but is it good or does it feel very detracting from the experience? Um, but I like the fit of Zelda-like puzzles with various bending elements. Uh, I like the idea of like Team Avatar, uh, just combined with the sort of exploration, right? That just it it fits, it feels natural to me, and it's a world that we already know. So I don't know if it's good or bad, but like when you're playing Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, like prior to those games, you didn't know the world that they gave to you, right? We didn't have like set maps of what things are supposed to look like in Hyrule that carry over from game to game. But like here, it's I think. Maybe it'll be a bad thing. I don't know, but it feels nice to have a, like this. Is my expectations of what to see in this world and how it should feel. So I'm excited for that. But maybe that could be, maybe that'll turn it to be like a bad thing if it doesn't meet our expectations. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm gonna say I enjoyed uh, what I saw in the trailer, and it feels like a good fit. Other than just maybe some minor aesthetic choices that I don't love, but I understand. Like an indie, it's yeah. like an indie 3D game going for like the minimalism as opposed to the Zelda 3D game, yeah. which and, again, I know we're comparing unfairly, but it, it's, it's unfair comparison. We're talking about a, a first party. Well, I mean, we're talking about a game that we've, we've ranked among IP. our favorites of all time already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, that's true. It, <laughs> I'll cut a little. I'll cut a little bit of slack, but even so, I still think compared to. I still this should this should be better than the Legend of Korra game because Platinum is a small. I never heard of Platinum before that game. To me, they're also a small. They are tier. small, but they had um, wildly successful things before Korra. Let me let me pull up see what we're working with here. They were like like Platinum might be Bayonetta. Okay. And I think the first one might have been pre-Cora. Let's see. Mad World, great. Bayonet, well, aesthetically great. Bayonetta, great. Vanquish, great. Metal Gear Rising, Revengeance, the stupidest named game ever, but a a game people like. Bayonetta 2, Legend of Korra. So they may be small in terms of content, but... Yeah. But all of those were their previous... That's their early examples, and that's all grade a development maybe not sales well pick a better developer gotta put this in the hands of better people that's probably the biggest point is uh avatar studios you have such a you know cool beloved property that clearly sells we have proof that people will go out of their way to buy avatar content why not why not pick a better developer i feel like they felt like it was a risk and had to go or a few bucks or something. Icom or Paramount has a certain deal <clears throat> with uh, with game mail. So it's like, if you're going to make a game, make it through here. And I don't know, that I, for as much as we talk video games, I don't know the relationship of, like, game mail gets videos, Nickelodeon but, licenses. Yeah. In, in the United States, at least. They seem to get a lot of those. 
But are they going out and like picking a developer and be like, "Hey, we've got the avatar license. What, what can you do for us?" Like, are they like, how does that? I don't know that relationship of how they decide, or is it just, "Hey, we'll give you the smallest percentage of the cut that we've offered to everybody else. We take it." They're like, "Yeah." You know what's also my point number five? Why well, I'm a little apprehensive is that this isn't new. This doesn't seem like any new story. Like it's it's retread. Uh, it did seem like still young Avatar, right? Like we can't place it too. Yeah. I don't know if we can place it too specifically based on what we saw, but it's like same like, age book, characters. Book, book two. It, I don't think it was beyond book three. I'm looking at it. Like Katara's outfit seemed to be. She's in one outfit. Aang's outfit was definitely season one and two. Uh, I think Zuko. No, Zuko had season three outfit. Book but two. I, I doubt it even goes beyond book three. Book two lends itself the best just to like exploration, right? Like it'd be easy to. I'm going to call it pigeonholing at like an extra side story in there that would still be big enough to merit a game into book two, I feel like. Um, oh, yeah, that's where it would have to be at. It's a reasonable, uh, reasonable guess. Wait, what did what did Zuko look good or bad in the trailer? Was it he was uh, in the trailer, right? I mean, yeah. Did he look bad? No, I don't think so. Does that move it further forward? Further forward? Uh, I'll say. <laughs> uh, you know, any only so much we can judge on that front, but it definitely looks like same time sure. frame. So. You know what else? Are oh, you out? meant. I'm sorry. Did you mean good or bad? As in his oh, as moral? In, no, like a character is. Are, are we getting turned Zuko <laughs> or old Zuko? Because uh, <laughs> it looked like a playable character at a glance, which makes me feel like oh, well, that's like book three character. Zuko. You and know? he looked. He looked like a book three good. I, I don't know if he was good. He looked playable he, well, for whatever that's worth. He looked like book three Zuko, <clears throat> like right when he joined Team Atlas. So, yeah. Okay. Um, no, Chris, I, I, uh, your cautious optimism is, is appreciated. I'm relatively excited, uh, but it's definitely not a, I would, especially from not a commodity that we know and trust on developer or publisher side. And because I did pay 40 whole human dollars for Nickelodeon all-star brawl. I did too. Uh, I will probably <laughs> wait. And if it's uh, good. Here's the thing. If it's good and it maintains its price, okay, I'll pay it. It's good. Fine. Yeah. That means it's good. Uh, otherwise, it'll drop and, I'll, okay, I'll buy it just to have an Avatar game. Man, I say that now, but I also bought an Avatar role-playing game that I have little intention to play. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you. I, I kind of bought that for the book in the art itself. Well, and the uh, thing about role-playing games is, like, they've been popular since 1976 or something like that. So, like, people aren't going to stop playing role-playing games anytime soon. Uh, no, you need to come sit in on a D&D session just to, I don't know how to, like, wet your whistle or whatever on, on seeing how that stuff goes. I'll play it with you. I don't know if we'll find two other friends who will play it with us. I've, I've got people that say they're willing to play. In person? No, not in person. But yeah. it's a physical RPG, like you, no? Oh, you, is it? Okay. Didn't, didn't you buy like a physical version? Have you opened it? Yeah. Right. But I figured like whoever the 
dungeon master is, the DM can just have the book. I don't, John. I you, don't know. Okay, so so you know can. Me. So D and D is doable digitally because it's existed for so long. There's so much content and there's a lot of money behind. It. Like they've made it digitally accessible, but like to really enjoy oh, okay. it, to hmm. to really enjoy a game like this in person would be better. But if we gotta go digital, we'll go digital. I mean, I'm still going to show up at your house uninvited one way or the other, but we'll go digital with it. Um, yeah, Chris, I'm excited. I'm glad this trailer did come out because, like I said, I kind of forgot that this thing existed, frankly. They announced a lot of stuff at one point in time, and I don't keep track of it. Very they did, well. yeah. I don't either. But, and the thing is, Mike or Brian, it was Brian, said that it was like, there's going to be a time where there's like nothing, and then there'll be a time where there's just a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, One year-ish right. ago, we got, you know, Avatar Studios um, and a lot of things associated with that. So, yeah, quiet phase now for a while. Thanks for watching, Avatar The Last Podcasters. My name's Sean. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. If you live in the northeast Kansas region and want to play an Avatar RPG with us, <laughs> comment below. <laughs> Let us know what you think of the trailer as well. We'd be interested in your feedback here, whether or not you're excited. Forgot what else I was going to say, so thanks a lot, and we will see you next time. I don't even have a peace sign. I'm doing bunny ears. <laughs> but who were you giving bunny ears to? <laughs>